Welcome back to the Baker Turtle Podcast. I am your host, Scott Baker, a.k.a. The Baker Turtle, here bringing you uh, quite an episode today, folks. All right, let's get into it. So, reason I'm doing this podcast is uh, I got a lot of ranting to do. I got a lot of things I want to say, things I feel like I need to put out there, and I just, uh, you know, I want a, a space to just go off and say everything that I think and I feel about things and um, specifically about this whole Kyle Rittenhouse situation. For those of you that don't uh, know the situation, last year, 2020, summer 2020, we had um, in America, there was a bunch of riots going around because uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, um, it all started with George Floyd and and then like there was like a Jacob Blake situation and like all these other things where um, black people were getting killed by police or other people and it felt like it was an injustice. And so people took to the streets to protest and some of them ended up with into becoming riots. And it was just like a compound of a lot of things with the whole covid situation. People were like fed up with that and just the government and they feel like. And then, you know, feel like everything is systemically oppressive and just a bunch of grievances that citizens are having and then just took to the streets to riot. And just like Martin Luther King says, you know, rioting is the voice of the unheard. So a lot of people were feeling unheard. And so in, you know, a lot of places in America, like I said, um, one of the places that was getting protests and riots um, was in Kenosha wisconsin where i think the people at the time were protesting about the jacob blake situation i think let me just uh uh, just double check and clarify about that because i think that might be the uh the situation where he yeah um let me just look yeah so what happened with the Jacob Blake situation from what I seen the video and from what I heard of facts was that it was this black guy who was visiting, I guess, his ex who had previously pressed charges against him for sexual assault and assault and battery. And he was, you know, a lot of these facts or a lot of these things, I'm not going to be getting 100% right. So again, I encourage you all to look into it yourself. I don't want to be the arbiter of facts and tell you what is true, what isn't true. But I'm pretty, I, I know the gist of it. And um, he was there. He went to his ex-girlfriend's house to, um, you know, not to do good things and took the the kids and assaulted the, the ex-girlfriend and was leaving and had a knife and was trying to leave with the car with their kids and it was a very dangerous like domestic abuse situation the cops were called um he had a knife and he wouldn't put it down when the cops said to put it down and they shot him in the back as he was trying to get into the car where the kids were and drive off 
And so it was it, it was very divisive. A lot of people were saying the cops did nothing wrong. A lot of people saying that, you know, the, that they tried to say he was a hero, all this stuff. I don't know. Uh, the where I stand is like in the middle. Maybe the cops shouldn't have shot him in the back like that. I don't know. Maybe they should have had better training to figure out how to apprehend him because he was a very dangerous person and was putting those children's lives in danger. And his ex-girlfriend and Hahira already you know assaulted her and everything so he wasn't a good person by uh, by the least of it and but the cops probably didn't handle it the best they could have so but there were protests and because of that they were burning and looting um if you guys seen footage there was a lot of fires a lot of like businesses being smashed and destroyed and people were just taking things and just destroying for no reason uh you know graffitiing and just just causing mayhem um the majority of protesters were peaceful they weren't doing these things but there's always a few people who are taking advantage of these bad situations of these protests to just you know air out their own grievances and maybe they just felt wronged and they felt like victims and they felt that, that the world was out was against them so they just wanted to rage against the world world you know so um you know in a similar way that you know school shooter shooters would go to schools just to shoot up people and commit suicide they just feel like the world is wronging them in some way and they just want to cause suffering in the world they just want to you know destroy and and not you know build and um anyways a, a lot of people went to kenosha and a lot of people drove from different places all around they heard there was protests going to be happening there and um they basically went there to destroy in protest and at the time the police the cops and people were uh the people the law enforcement who was who was their job to protect the people and and you know prevent crime and to do this stuff they were told by the i don't know by who but they were told to stand down they did not protect the city they did not they were they weren't there they didn't do anything like maybe i think they were there um, yeah they were there i remember uh there were people that but they were just standing there just kind of like being in presence like the presence of them there maybe they thinking that they were doing something and maybe sometimes they did some crowd control stuff or whatever but as far as like protecting businesses and preventing fires and and looting and and violence from happening uh there there was little of that going on and so people felt like they had to start taking things into their own hands because this is their their business this is their their neighborhood these are their their family their friends their their community and if the the law enforcement is not going to be there to defend themselves they feel like they had no choice like this is what the second amendment is for is you have the right to uh defend yourself to uh protect your life uh, your liberty, your property. Um, and, you know, so I, I seen video of business owners, you know, defending their shops um, with from looters and just people going around and they're trying to help with medical and there were, you know, counter protests and just people trying to to um, quell the situation as better as best they could and uh to make a long story short call rittenhouse is one of these people uh, as far as the facts go you know that as the trial revealed so some of a lot of people out there have not watched the trial have not seen the video don't know about the facts 
and so they got it wrong so i'm here to you know say the things that i do know um say uh, mention some things that maybe people aren't aware of and also to encourage you to look into it yourself and and not listen to these propagandists who are trying to divide and conquer the country and to boost their ratings for their their news networks and their their um, journalist papers and all these things they're trying to get clicks they're trying to get people you know as we know you know bad news travels fast and the way you get people clicks is all this this divisive stuff so um, maybe subconsciously they're doing this maybe they're uh, consciously doing this and they're bad dishonest people but um, there's a lot of motivations going out there for what's going on and so like I said Calvert now is one of these people he lived 20 minutes away so this is another fact so 20 minutes away from Kenosha um, Kenosha is right there near the border of Wisconsin and where Kyle Rittenhouse lived in Illinois. He lived right at the border as well. So when people talk about you cross state lines, like, I mean, are you going to get, I mean, it's a 20 minute drive. It's like driving, it could be from driving one end of the city to the other end of the city. Or like if someone says, oh, you, you crossed uh, county lines to go see your family or something like that. His family lived in Kenosha. He had a, he had a, uh, his father, his friends, um, his co-workers lived in Kenosha. So it's not some foreign place he didn't know. It, it was it was his part of his community. People he loved and cared about were there. And he felt a sense of duty to go and protect it. And so uh, he traveled there and um did not travel with a gun as some people think he he didn't have he didn't bring a gun across state lines um he traveled to wisconsin and someone uh sold him a gun there which was legal you know that's why their the gun case the gun um case was dismissed it was it is legal in wisconsin for someone 17 uh to own a long rifle so that's what it was. He didn't have a handgun or anything that would would have been illegal. And he was there to help uh, with medical assistance. And um, he had, you know, supplies and stuff. And he was he was defending his his grandparents um, car lot business and um, a gas station of Indian immigrants. And it, it, like from the facts of the situation, it seems that. He was there uh, to do to for as for good reasons to protect and and, um, you know, save lives. Uh, I'm not going to say he's a hero because what I think he did was was uh, foolish. Um, But sometimes people are put in situations where they're not sure what the right decision is to do and they act and they don't find out till later that maybe it was the wrong thing to do. But uh Everybody that was there that day probably shouldn't have been there. The rioters, the looters, even Kyle Rittenhouse, everybody like there that that situation shouldn't have happened. Law enforcement should have done their job that way. Everyday normal citizens shouldn't have had to do it. And there should have been anything to have to protect in the first place. So there's a lot of things wrong. But, you know, we're just going to talk about like the situation in itself. So, I mean, just put yourself in in their shoes like if if you if you i'm gonna discuss it in terms of 
things that I know. Uh, I'm in, I live in South, Southern California here in, in San Bernardino County. So it's like imagine they say crossing San Bernardino County to L.A. County or it's like you're crossing county lines. It's like, OK, I mean, it depends on where exactly you're talking about. It's like like the distance is important because it's like it's it's the motivation like and why and who's there. And like imagine you find out that your family is in a place where there's going to be a lot, bunch of rioting and looting and violence and you're you, you're afraid for they they own a business. You're afraid that their business is going to get looted. You want to make sure that their business is not part of the uh, businesses get, that get destroyed and never recover. You want to make sure your family is safe. So, yeah, maybe you would travel there to protect them. And whether that's a smart decision or not, that's not up to me. You know, that's it's hard to say. But he was, in my opinion, too young to be doing that. He's 17 and that kind of responsibility shouldn't be in his hands. But as far as like what's going on around, around this stuff, it's just it's it's crazy. It's maddening. It's mind boggling that people can have facts so wrong and and put labels on things and just feel so self-righteous in certain things. And they have no clue what they're talking about. So we're going to take a break here first. And uh, when I come back, we're going to I'm going to talk about a little bit more about what happened. So um, next song up I've got going on here. We got the Zephyr song by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So let's get it. so we're back back talking about this so yeah so uh he traveled and uh went to go protect himself and apparently uh you know was being uh helping with medical stuff and paramedics and stuff you know that stuff i don't i'm not sure too sure about i just know that he was maybe it was like i don't know if he had any professional training that's the point i'm trying to make i don't know if he was there and he didn't know what he was doing but he was trying to help in any way he could and um he he got a gun to protect himself and the business and from and then i've seen at this point i've seen video of what happened and i've seen different angles i've seen it multiple times over and over i've seen that many people discuss the videos and give their own interpretations and i've looked at it and try to see what 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 do i think about it 
And from what I've seen is that he was not, Kyle was not aggressive. He had a gun, yes, but he was not pointing it at people, not threatening people, not um, doing anything in that of that sort. And there was a lot of bad people there claiming to be protesters. And, you know, you can claim to be a part of a, a of a um of a group that um and say and try to say that you're harmless or whatever you can try to say oh yeah i'm part of this group but then act nefariously and 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 destroy and and that's what these these people who attacked kyle rittenhouse were there was about three four people uh there was one person at first who you know attacked like chased kyle uh threatened him said i'm gonna fucking kill you um you know literally says these things and and uh chases him and kyle runs away and while he's running away he, he gets uh you know certain objects thrown at him uh he's threatened and i've seen this many times not at just at this kenosha but a bunch of different protests and a bunch of different riots that happened that summer so it wasn't an isolated incident there was like People there knew what was else was going on around the world. So we've seen video of people getting attacked by mobs and they were, uh, you know, beat senseless. I've seen at least two or three people on video or it's like an Antifa mob just like attack a person because they think they're a racist or this or whatever label they want. They attack them and they're they're kicking their head while they're unconscious. They're on the ground. They're knocked out and they're still beating them. They're robbing them. They're they're attacking them they just they have no regard for human life and they're just these kind of people it's hard to think that you know these people exist but you just got to see it to believe it and i think a lot of people don't see it and so they don't believe it and so i've seen this happen and so obviously a lot of people there that night must know that this is a possibility right if, if there's a mob running after you and they beat you like you could get knocked down, knocked unconscious and they they could kill you. You could die um, without people don't need a weapon to kill you. They just need um, a disregard for human life. You, you People can strangle you to death. They can kick your head to death. They can smash you. They can stomp you. They can curb stomp you. You know, they could whatever. My point being that, um, in my opinion, and I guess a lot of other people's opinion that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was justified in, in self-defense. He feared for his life. He ran away that even though he had his gun, he ran away, didn't shoot it until he was shot at first. Someone shot um, in his direction. Not, uh, it's not clear whether it was like at him or whatever, but someone was chasing him and they tried to take his gun like they attacked him and he shot in self-defense, killed that guy. And because he killed someone and shot in self-defense, he felt that, you know, like I, I need I need to turn myself in. It's like if I'm going to do the right thing, even if it is self-defense, I still need to turn myself in. And. Uh, anyway, he decided to turn himself in. So, again, without threatening anybody, without being aggressive, he ran down a street and um was going towards where the cops were to turn himself in and because there was chaos at the time there was gunshots going on there was things burning uh people 
were like saying like yeah, that's him that's him get him get him and there were like um, again more more people were chasing after him trying to get him trying to take his gun trying to attack him because they felt that he was an aggressor he was somebody like he was whatever label again that they used to justify their own violent behavior um and so again he was attacked again uh running away and he he tripped and fell and was on his back and he got his gun and he um he wasn't pointing at anybody at, at anybody and people were trying to jump and drop kick him and someone had a skateboard they they hit him multiple times with the skateboard and they were just like on him trying to uh jump him and so you know to defend himself he shot back and uh killed one guy and then another guy got his gun he had a gun uh illegally himself mind you because uh, he was a convicted felon and was not allowed to, not supposed to be having that weapon and, and he pointed his gun at kyle and did not pull the trigger though um later on you can there's a video i've seen it of him after afterwards regretting not shooting kyle he's he regrets he's like i should have fucking put a bullet in his head he's like, i should have i should have done that he i guess he you know like he he didn't he couldn't pull the trigger but he pointed the gun at him and uh because of that kyle shot him in the arm did not kill him but he shot him and uh defended himself so that's pretty much kind of what happened the, he was there to defend businesses and he was putting out fires he was there to help with medical and people attacked him and didn't like him being there and wanted to take his gun away and wanted to attack him and they they did attack him and they pointed a gun at him and he defended himself so those are what i know to be pretty much true and a lot of people have the facts wrong so there's there was this thing there's this tweet on twitter i found that kind of sums up like a little bit of facts especially about things that people didn't know until they they watched the trial or they found out more but i'm just gonna read it off so you guys know so um it goes until I watched much of the trial myself, I didn't know that the gas station where it all started and where Kyle stayed up until they started attacking him is owned by his grandparents. They came onto his property to attack him. I didn't know that Kyle put out a dumpster fire that was being rolled down to a gas station to blow up with people all around. I didn't know that the police were told to stand down as businesses were destroyed. I didn't know that Kyle's dad, grandma, and friends all lived in Kenosha, 20 minutes from where he resided with his mom part-time in Illinois. I didn't know that someone knocked Rittenhouse down twice and then attempted to kick him with lethal force to the head. I didn't know that Huber had hit him in the head two times with a skateboard. Huber is one of the um, uh, people that attacked uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and ended up dying and um and then it goes on i didn't know gage Grosskurtz, Grosskurtz, or whatever how you pronounce it uh, aimed his gun at kyle first as he admitted on the stand i also didn't know that in the state of wisconsin it is legal for kyle to have a gun even at 17 which is why the gun charge was dismissed i didn't know that kyle did not cross state lines with a gun he wasn't supposed to have the rightful gun owner did as he was legally permitted to do I also didn't realize that Rosenbaum, uh, another person who attacked Calvin House, was a five-time convicted child rapist and that Huber was a two-time convicted woman beater. I didn't know that Grosskreutz was a convicted burglar with an assault on his record also. 
If the media did their job, we would all know have known this and the taxpayer dollars would not have been wasted and more divis- division created. So, again, a lot of these things, you know, um, people didn't know. They didn't know. And uh, they're still like, oh, my God, there's um, the independent. I got to find it. The independent like news source, whatever. Um, I'll read the headline. It says covering the house cleared of murder after shooting dead two Black Lives Matter protesters. A full story. Teenager who shot three black men with a rifle found not guilty on all charges. How the Calvary House trial captured toxic American politics, whatever. They Some people still think he shot black people. Like Some people don't even know the facts. Um, it's just, like, if you're one of those people who think that he killed black people, like, you need better news sources. You need to look into things before you speak on them. Um, there's just a lot of things that people aren't understanding. Like, and the use of, like, crossing state lines as if there's, like, some weird... Like, you're not supposed to cross state lines uh, and that it's inherently evil and that it, it that just because you cross state lines, it demonstrates evil intent rather than somebody who lived on in border towns. Like, people who lived on the border towns, like, of, of where states are, they do this every day to go to work, like, to go to school, like, to do things. Like, like it's just, like, crazy how all these things are going on and, and, uh... And, and, and it's just like, where's all the, like, are you, re- are people really defending these quote unquote victims that Kyle shot? Like the five time child rapist, like the guy, he anally raped like young boys, like from ages five to like 11 convicted five times. And he was there to cause trouble, to be violent, to to do bad things. He was not there because he cared about black lives. Like he was there because it was it was a an excuse to do something he probably wanted to do. He was like to loot and burn and just cause pain and misery. And it's just it's crazy that like and no, nobody no nobody part of this was black. And yet they're over here claiming that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist and that he's racist and the judge is racist. Like what? Like when people make these such strong, strong claims, like calling someone a Nazi, a white supremacist, racist, these are horrible things that are like bad people. You have to provide the evidence. You have to say, if someone asks you, well, how are they a white supremacist? You can't just cop out and say, Oh, that's not for me to tell you. I, it's not my job to educate you. Like, you know, people have to have res- you have to be responsible for the things you say. If you're going to make claims, you have to have it based on something. And like that's the, and that's another big problem with what's going on now. I see a lot of labels. I see a lot of like surface stuff. And I keep saying, well, like how, 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 like where, where, where is the. You know, they say like firsthand basis, you know, secondhand evidence and all this stuff like like where what is if you keep asking it uh, down to the root of actually what happened, people will come to different conclusions than you. And people are taking advantage of that, that um, that confusion 
to put their own interpretations and labels and then say it as fact and then spread it as much as they can. These news networks, these journalists, these politicians, people, and there are people that I respect. Some people I go to, I've gone to school with. Some people that I know personally are falling trap into these into these logical fallacies and these biases where they don't know. Like they're just saying things that other people have said and they don't know why they say it. They just say, oh, well, this person who I don't think is lying said it. Well, then therefore they're not lying. I'm just going to repeat what I heard. And people are not looking into these things themselves. Look into it themselves. Don't even me. Don't take what I'm saying as fact. Don't listen to me and say, oh, well, I heard it from Baker Turtle that this is what happened. No, I'm telling you these things so that it will spark your curiosity. So you'd be like, whoa, really? Did this happen? Let me look myself. Look for yourself. Stop letting other people know the details of of things and then just give you a short summary. And then you just take that summary and then tell other people the summary. It's a bunch of it's a big ass game of telephone and nobody knows it where everything is getting misconstrued mis- and it's this misinformation shit and the way we solve it is this critical thinking like i've made an episode about it i've i'm talking this is why i do this podcast this is why i'm trying to to be to go into education because people are not learning how to think how to find out truth themselves they're just taking it from these mouthpieces these figures of authority and this is authoritarianism where people are like in positions of power where they feel like oh yeah i have the right to say things and what i say is true and there's a bunch of people who are going to just listen to what i have to say and not look into it people don't have the time to look into things so they take things from people they trust and the trust is being broken a lot of and it's hard to find out where did it all go wrong. So we have to go back to the beginning, go to the beginning. And it's in education. It's in school. How are you learned to think to to separate the, the wheat from the chaff to find out what is true and what is opinion, fact and opinion? What what is subjective versus objective? What is um, definitively true versus possibly true and you got to be open to like there's maybe there's a, a perspective that I'm not seeing that could make more sense. And it's just like just exposure to more sides, to more people talking can get people to realize things they didn't know. And that's what's also being shut down. The the actual the actual um, method, the, the way people think and try to figure things out and what's true in the world is being attacked in and of itself like this whole the whole critical thinking and objectivity and um you know certain things being facts and opinions everything nowadays like with this uh postmodern everything is subjective everything even facts as true as two plus two equals four they're trying to break everything down is like well maybe not and it's just like, yeah, it can go too far. Like you, there has to be a, a healthy level of skepticism, skepticism where you start to think, well, maybe maybe they're maybe they're wrong about this. Maybe there could be another uh, way to see this. Yeah, that's healthy. But then when you do it to everything to where it's just like when something you know to be true and then someone's like, well, they tr- they're trying to gaslight. It's a, it's a big ass gaslight from the media of trying to say like you're you're crazy to think this way and all this stuff. And they're putting labels on people that do are not that do not stick. That is not it's not uh, it's not uh, valid. It's not it, it's not backed up 
by evidence and when you ask for the evidence when you ask for people to explain themselves to give provide the evidence they say you do the research yourself and it's just like well yeah but you're making a claim where did you get that claim like like oh man i'm saying like too much but it's just it's infuriating to see all this stuff and like some people i, I just i'm gonna read off some tweets like not guilty was the correct verdict anyone with a prefrontal cortex who had watched the trial for more than 30 seconds knew this like if you just watch it like they like the dude the one survivor who was on the stand literally admitted that kyle rittenhouse did not shoot him did not aim his gun at him until he aimed his gun at him first they're, they're trying to get rid of your ability to defend yourself this is what it comes down to when i i don't want to say that i don't want to that's too a little too conspiratory the whole quote-unquote they are trying to i'm not going to make any claim that there's a they and that there's some motive behind it but who knows i mean it's a possibility but but this is the consequences of what can happen is that if people don't think that that you're allowed to do what Kyle Rittenhouse did, then you're basically not allowed to protect your home. You're not allowed to protect your business. You're not allowed to protect your life. You're supposed to just let people beat you to death and take your gun and destroy your business. Just let them. Just let them. Because you don't have the right to kill someone over property. You don't have the right to kill someone if you feel threatened. Uh, if this is what people are claiming but maybe they just don't know the the facts of the situation man but I, I need to take a break here guys i need to take another break and uh when we come back then i'll i'll we'll close this off and i'll give my final thoughts but i man let's let's take a break next song we got uh type tightrope walk the moon Yeah, it's just uh, I, I just feel like I had to rant on this, guys, because it's just there's a lot of people that I'm I've I've respected in my life that are coming to these weird conclusions about everything that's going on, and I don't know how they're getting there. Like, just a few. I'm not gonna say names because I don't want to um, to put people on blast. But somebody that I know that I went to school with, who's in a position of power and authority 
was making some Instagram stories about comparing uh, Kyle Rittenhouse to George Zimmerman and saying there's no difference. White supremacists receive another moment of validation in American history and the judicial system gave it to them. And they, and it's just like they do the KKK thing and it's just like it's all race baiting stuff. And it's just like, how does this have anything to do with white supremacy? Please, how? Can you anybody explain that to me? How? And do, do, do these people think that he killed black people? Did, did, do these people know that he was defending a business that was owned by Indian immigrants? That, like, where's the evidence that he felt like white supremacy? Think about what that word means. White supremacy. Supremacy. You supreme. You think white people are supreme, are at the highest, the best race. Like, this is like some pure, like, like Nazi, like, like, uh, like gen- geneticist stuff. You think that white people are the best. And how... Where is the evidence for this? You can't just claim these things because this is damaging. This is dangerous stuff to say. Like, did anybody, did any of these people watch the trial? Like, did they not see how the prosecution just failed to prove anything? Like, they, like, even their star witness admitted to pointing his gun at him first. Like, if you point, like, this is in the first chapter of One Piece, guys. First chapter of One Piece, the guy points his gun at uh shanks and he gets killed on the spot you don't play with guns do not point them at people if you're not willing to put your life on the line for it like how are people not getting this you have the right to survive you have the right to live you have the right to defend your life if someone is threatening to kill you you have the right to protect yourself don't ever forget that and it's just it's crazy like Everything Kyle Rittenhouse did was legal. And he was attacked by bad people who threatened his life. I don't I don't know how these things. And then but the but I do have to say there are people out there who do who are giving me hope that you know there are people level-headed people out there who who can see the middle, can see the bullshit from the, the ends of the the black and white, the left and right, and all this stuff. Like one of my friends, he says. Uh, I made a post basically explaining everything, like uh, retweeting some or uh, sharing some stories of like screenshots of basically what happened. And, and one of the guys, one of my friends, he messages me. He says, sadly, most people don't bother with looking deeper and allow themselves to go by what they see on social media. Personally, I didn't bother looking deeper just because I deal with enough daily to be bothered further. Historically, media has always created a division and people eat it up like candy. And he's right. And I said, people are trapped in their bubbles and they just read headlines and they see labels like white supremacist and racist without thinking for themselves. People need to know context and the facts and decide for themselves instead of having media puppets tell them what they think. And he said, thank you. People no longer have opinions and they believe what they do. What they believe they have to choose a side it's never that simple that's the main reason i avoid talking politics because people are either extreme left or right and their beliefs cannot be altered often because of their social circle and he's right like and i said ironically i said this is why i do choose to talk politics because people are so ideological and are getting tribal there's needs to be a space for people to talk and figure things out instead of ramping up their confirmation biases it's refreshing to know that there's people like you out there who can still think for themselves and not let media and other people with quote unquote authority tell them what to think. And he says, you know, I'd be all over discussions if it wasn't for my work already being very political and needing to deal with stubborn ideology all day. 
I completely agree with people getting tribal and the confirmation biases. I'm very aware of how group psychology works, and it's interesting to see it play out. Unfortunately, the media silences anyone with a different opinion. Group polarity has always been there, but it's even worse now with how media covers controversial issues. I'm glad you're injecting a middle ground, and hopefully it spreads. And it's just like, it's good to hear these these kind of, like, this kind of um, perspective as well, because... You know, we need the middle voices. We need the people, the people who are trying to make it make it make it make sense. And social medias are trying to ban a nuance, trying to ban discussion, just the just the discussion. Nobody's trying to make like claims. Well, not I want to say nobody, but some of these people are they're not even trying to make claims, not trying to say that what I say is true. And it's not like super, super dangerous to ask questions, to question the narrative, to say, well, maybe it isn't that way. Perhaps this person is not racist. Perhaps, you know, he's not a white supremacist. You know, maybe, uh, and, it, and it comes to all sorts of things. And it's, it's, it's related to the COVID and vaccines. And it's related to transgender. It's related to like so many things like the whole systemic racism and the equity and the equality and and um, uh, diversity and inclusivity and like all these ideologies that are people are trying to push down people's throats. And if you can't if you don't agree, like if you don't agree with them, then you're silenced. You're you're labeled uh, a problem. Uh, they're trying to label parents who are concerned about their students going to public school being taught critical race theory and they're labeling them as domestic terrorists like wake up people like they're they're trying to put these labels on people to justify the violence against them this is this is classic history read your history do you do you listening do you know what happened in communist russia do you know what happened to china do you know what happened to north korea germany do you know like you know you know what happened like in the peak of it right you know like you know that in nazi germany in world war ii that they were like exterminating jews but do you know like the decades have leading up to it what happened do you know how it happened do you know about how inflation happened with it do you know how like the nationality the the nationalism occurred do you know about china do you know about the cultural revolution about how people were forced to air their uh sins basically the original sin and and just and what about the kulaks in in russia about just these farmers who had farms who were successful they were uh they were um accused of stealing it and even though they worked hard just because someone there was a disparity of wealth there was like some farmers who were successful some who weren't and they just deemed the ones who were uh, successful as oppressors and so they 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 took they brought them to the gulag and and because of that, now there's like all the successful farmers are gone. There's no food. Who? No, nobody can grow the food. People starve to death. Millions of people starve to death. And what about North Korea? Do you, does anybody know what happened then? Like you guys need to read your history, see the signs of like leading it up. What what led to it? What where were the the, the little things like inch by inch by inch by inch? How did they? There was a crawl to these totalitarian dictatorship regimes, and People don't realize it till it's too late. Read the Gulag Archipelago. Read um, uh, A Man's Search for Meaning by uh, Viktor Frankl. Read these things. Figure it out. Read Dostoevsky. Figure out how the human psyche and, and how people can justify destroying the world. 
And it's it's so it's so terrifying to see it play out because I know where it goes. I know how how it ends. And unless there's people like you and me standing up and saying no, like fuck this nonsense, this bullshit. I'm not I'm not gonna just uh, just bend the knee and fall over and let you take over and speak your truth and they're gonna they're gonna attack the your your right to speech and that's the one thing we have to be able to do we have to be able to say what we think you have you can't and they they try to circum circ, circumnavigate around it whatever they try to get around that by having you self-censor do not self-censor if you believe something to be true you have an obligation to say it. You, but you 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 got to be open to being wrong but that's that's the thing that's that's why we that's why we think. That's why we talk. That's why we write. That's why because we're trying to figure it out. The only way you can figure things out, the only the only way you can think is to hear other sides, to 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 articulate your own thoughts. And that's what I'm doing here. And I got to I got to end this, guys. Um, I'm getting too riled up. I got to get back to work. And um, I don't want to say something that that I regret and I don't believe, you know, I don't. I don't want to get to the place where I'm saying stuff that I don't believe that I, I just saying I'm just saying it because I think um, I think it's the like that someone should say it like it's not it, I don't want to say something because I think I need to, I need to say it or should say it. I want to like I don't know it's hard to even put it into words and that's my problem that's why I do this and that's why I'm practicing that's why I'm trying and we need to give more people the benefit of doubt forgiveness because we're all just trying to think our way shit through through shit and you got to be able to think you got to be able to talk and but but there has to be responsibility to what you say what and that comes with humility of knowing that you could be wrong like be open to different perspectives to having a paradigm shift and that's why i'm gonna end it here guys so just look into shit yourself and don't let labels get you don't don't let if someone says oh so-and-so is transphobic so-and-so is racist so-and-so is a white supremacist ask them well how did you come to that conclusion what makes you say that why do you think that ask these questions and if they cop out and they say it's not my job then then you know you're speaking to an ideology person because they're not they don't know they don't even know what they're saying they're just parroting they're just a parrot a puppet repeating what they've heard so that's it, guys. We're going to end this. And I got to get back to work. So I'm going to end it with a nice chill song uh, by Fleet Foxes, Michael Knows. And if you guys want to listen to more of me and more of my thought processes and just stuff that I'm interested in, something I'm passionate about, go ahead and, and listen to me um, on all podcasting platforms. I'm Baker Turtle. Follow me on social media, Baker Turtle 17 And I'll catch you guys next time. Peace and love. Peace and love.